Good morning. Good morning. Today is Friday, the 28th of April, and it is currently 61 degrees and cloudy in Stockbridge. Looks like we're going to get to a high of 79 today, partly sunny. I guess the sun will be peeking out. A little bit of chance of rain. And let's uh, pray and we'll get into the word. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for uh, just waking us up, breathing air into our lungs, Lord, and just giving us another opportunity, another day to serve you, to worship you, to follow you, Lord. We just ask for your strength, your direction, your guidance, Lord. And Lord, that we would just be open to Learn whatever it is you're teaching us, Lord. We know you take us through things, uh, as we're seeing in our study in James, Lord, to grow us, to mature us into adulthood, Lord, spiritually speaking, Lord, and, uh, and certainly we don't want to uh, avoid those things, Lord. We want to uh, embrace what you're trying to learn, what you're, or what you're trying to teach us so that we would learn it and grow from it. And so, Lord, we just ask for that wisdom, that insight, that uh, strength to just stand in you, uh, whatever we're doing, whatever we're going through, Lord, today and this week, this weekend coming up. So, Father, we just ask for your spirit, uh, that you would just uh, give us strength right now, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, godly sincerity in general. And we have first second Corinthians chapter one today. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to the church of God that is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the afflictions we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer, so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessings granted us through the prayers of many. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, 
not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God and supremely so toward you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understood, and I hope you will fully understand, just as you did partially understand us, that on the day of our Lord Jesus you will boast of us as we will boast of you. Because I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first so that you might have a second experience of grace. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia. I have you sent and have you send me on my way to Judea. I was vacillating when I wanted to do this. Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanius and Timothy and I, I was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. And it is for God who and it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. But I call God to witness against me. It was to spare you that I refrained from coming again to Corinth, not that we would lord it over your faith, but we would but we work with you for your joy, for you stand firm in your faith. Godly sincerity in general. We conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but with the grace of God and more abundantly toward you, 2 Corinthians 1.12. God does not want our lives characterized with godly sincerity. God, <laughs> God not only wants our lives characterized with godly sincerity towards his word. He desires to mark our lives with godly sincerity in general. We conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, and more abundantly toward you. As the Apostle Paul and his missionary team evangelized throughout the known world, and as they ministered among the churches, they functioned in both arenas with simple, Christ-like genuineness. The world is filled with pretense and attention to outward appearances. Many within the Lord's church have yielded to temptation in these directions. The flesh of each of us is enticed to develop an exterior image that does not match what is going on inside. Jesus rebuked the religious leaders of his day for such an attitude. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation, Matthew 23, 14. These men were actually taking advantage of helpless widows, yet they stood in public and made long prayers, hoping to be considered as godly in the eyes of the people. Their hypocrisy was not only a matter of observable, contradictory behaviors, but the very core of their being was drastically different from what they appeared to be outwardly. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Matthew 23, 27 and 28. Our Lord loves sincerity and hates hypocrisy. Still, it takes the working of God's grace 
to, to affect the sincerity that God desires. We conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but with the grace of God. Human ingenuity cannot produce the genuineness that God wants to see in our lives. God's grace is the only sufficient resource to bring about his godly characteristic of life. God's grace works within our hearts where true sincerity must be formed. First, cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside then may be clean also. Matthew 23:26. Dear Lord, I humble myself before you. I do not want to be a hypocrite. Work in the depths of my heart that you might your grace might create in me godly sincerity. Through Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. May you have a blessed day.